0: Hello, thank you for tuning into our podcast today. I'm Aaron from Wheeler's Coaching. And I'm Jake from Smart Fitness. The First Lift podcast is where we discuss, break down and evaluate training hypotheses and methods in order to educate you, allow you to train more effectively and achieve your lifting goals. Today's episode is on how to build a big squat. So Jake, do you want to start off? Alright, so you have to think about what the purpose is, right, so there's many different reasons why you would want to build a big squat. Yep. If you're a powerlifter, you're looking to get stronger
1: at the one rep max, so you're focused on building that movement in that sort of range.
0: Yeah, so the exact same way as you would in a competition. You wouldn't do 10 reps in a powerlifting competition. No, definitely not. Um, As opposed to, like, if you're a bodybuilder, you may want to build a big squat to have more tension in specific muscles and as a bodybuilder, typically you won't want to be strengthening one rep more like maybe around 12 reps somewhere around there. Yeah, definitely. And if you're looking to build a squat to
1: go more athletic then you'll be working on explosive power so you'll be looking more at keeping the rpe low while working at specific ranges yeah
0: because you won't be more explosive with rpe 10 it's not it's not going to no, move very not. explosively all right so a thing to really think about guys is your mobility this is going to determine how you can move with your squat so the first thing to touch on is your ankle mobility So this is the ability for your knee to drive over the toe, keeping your heel in contact with the ground. And this is very important when you come into your squatting.
1: The next thing you want to be focused on is of course the knee mobility. So in terms of knee mobility, you need good knee flexion to allow you to get into a low deep squat. And at the shin,
0: you need to make sure that you have an internal rotation. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people actually miss Mm. and they have their feet shifting out while they're squatting because they don't have the ability to have their internal rotation. Um, So the next thing to think about is your hip mobility. So your hips need to be able to externally rotate to a certain extent and also be able to flex. So you need to find what external rotation, so how far out your knees need to be for you to get that maximal hip flexion.
1: Also another thing is with shoulders, if you have bad external rotation of the shoulder, then a wider grip will actually benefit you more, as it will let, allow you to actually get into a better position. However, that will also make it harder for you to create upper back tightness.
0: Yeah, it's a lot easier to be tight when you're closer. Yeah, and you're able to squeeze it. A lot easier. Yeah, there's some really big powerlifters that
1: have that wide grip, but that's because they But know- that's because that. The size of them as well, that's, yeah, that's also something consider as well. Yeah, but you, if you look at the smaller lifters, none of them
0: have a wide grip at all. Right, yeah, so there's a lot of mobility things to consider. Now, your mobility may also determine if you go with a high bar or a low bar position, right? So if you have bad yep. external rotation of the shoulder, then potentially low bar is not a great idea because you need more external yeah, rotation, definitely. right, and high bar might be a better option. Low
1: bar wise, you have to have it on the rear delts and the spine of the scapula. And low bar also requires you to have to lean more forward, therefore requiring you more hip flexion.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the high bar position is going to be where the bar is placed on your traps, yep. not on your neck, like a um, few people
1: do. That's why a lot of people get pain at yeah. the neck because they actually sat on the bone rather than the muscle.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's either you're in the wrong position if you're getting pain, or you're just you know getting used to it yeah right? uh, but with the high bar you're going to have it on the traps uh, this is going to mean that you're more upright with your torso and therefore is going to require more ankle dorsiflexion
1: right? you also want to think about your goal so be it you be an olympic lifter or you're looking to build hypertrophy or
0: powerlifting. these will all determine whether you do high bar or low bar. Yeah, exactly. So let's say you're an Olympic lifter, you're gonna be working with high bar because that's gonna translate over to the Mm -hmm. Olympic lift. so how you're gonna receive a snatch or a clean. Yep. And that's also gonna be working more quads. So if you wanna build your quads, you are better off a bit more high bar than the low bar, right? For powerlifting,
1: low bar is more optimal since you can grind out more reps and often lift more with that position. High trophy wise, it helps you build the hamstrings and glutes a lot better than high bar would.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, personally, when I transitioned to low bar, I found yeah. that it was actually a lot stronger. And I agree with that, the grinding out the reps is a bit easier with low bar yeah. for some reason. I oh, can't definitely. really can't really put my finger on why. <laughs> it just seems to me. I think because you often actually incorporate more back as well. Yeah, so I mean, potentially it's like when I'm doing high bar and I've been using that, I haven't been able to use maybe glutes, hamstrings, lower back to help me grind out that yeah, rep. So getting that more bar.
1: muscle actually activated so then you actually
0: be able to push through yeah. a little bit more. Potentially that's why I mean it's a bit it's a bit all in the air isn't it? Yeah exactly. It just it just is how it is right. <laughs> it is um, what it is. Now speaking of your goal right you need to think about the depth as well. So if you're a bodybuilder chances are you want to squat to as low as your mobility allows pain free, right? Powerlifting wise you're looking more for the hip crease to actually go below
1: the top of your knees, so then you're actually getting white-lighted at your competitions. And of course, you won't be training to that standard, so then when you actually do compete, you're not all of a sudden having to squat deeper than what, you...
0: then what you've what you been training, what you've yeah, been training. exactly. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say they're powerlifters, but they don't squat to the depth required for a powerlifter. So, I mean, you're not really a powerlifter <laughs> if you're not getting that level yeah, of definitely depth, not. right? Um, if you're an Olympic lifter, Ideally, you need that arse to squat because, again, that's where you're going to be catching yeah. the clean or anything. Called... Snatch. snatch. That's the, word, that's bud. the one I was That's thinking. the word, yeah. bud. Snatch. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> clean or snatch. <laughs> that's where you're catching it, right? So you need to get low. For athletes wise, you, you're looking more to squat into the athletic position, which is normally about 90 degrees at the hip. Um, it's a bit in the air, uh, exactly where it it's is. A bit
0: individual it, as well. Isn't yeah, it? a bit
1: individual, a little bit sport wise like each sport is slightly different yeah. so let's wise. say if
0: you're trying to jump higher, you wouldn't squat ask the grass because that's yeah. not going to yeah, benefit exactly. you um, but it helps you sort of maximize the strength the power
1: and the speed in that position while also having less risk of injury
0: you also need to consider your weaknesses so strengthening your weaknesses is going to help you build that big squat right so if you're weak out of the hole, so that bottom mm-hmm. position of the squat, you need to work on strengthening that. And the way to do that is by using pause squats or even pin squats.
1: Personal favourite of mine is the pause squats. I use them a lot with myself and also my clients yeah. as a way of getting confident in the hole yeah, exactly. as well. exactly. It's
0: confidence as well. Sometimes it's not just the strength, it's actually being confident in that position. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of people will get down to halfway
1: and also be like, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. Um, in terms of like, Another place that you could be weak, the lockout, often this isn't too many people that are yeah, weak in this many position. People are weak there, no. But if you are, then maybe using chains or a reverse banded squat could help you with that position. Yeah, so
0: something to make the top range of yeah. motion a bit harder so you can strengthen it. Yeah, you. while making the bottom range a little bit easier to sort of push through. Yeah. Uh, now, that's kind of the position. You also want to think about weaknesses in specific muscles, right? Or muscle yep. areas. So if your core is weak, for example, you might see that your back's rounding, that you're shaking a little bit all over you the get place. a little bit of a jiggy. Yeah, like a little twerk a little squat. Twerk nowhere, yeah. uh, done that before. Yeah, and if you haven't got that strong core, then you're not going to be able to transfer the force through the feet into that barbell yep. as well, and as efficiently.
1: In terms of sort of like quads, you're more than likely going to see your hips actually shooting back. Again, another thing that I've seen <laughs> with my squat. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that in this squat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that, I used a lot of, sort of front squats and zercher squats to actually build up my quads and focus them a lot harder. And it actually helps me sort of stay a lot more forward without causing the hip
0: shoot as badly. Yeah, and uh, the thing is with the quad strength, you'll have that hip shoot back because your knees won't extend, right? Yeah. But if your quads can't extend with that load, you're gonna shoot back. So your knees still extend, so, so you're extending. not moving the load. Yeah. So your quads are basically so getting the easy So you're putting
1: it on the hamstrings, the glutes, and the, yeah, which like may the be posterior your strength. chain completely. Yeah,
0: exactly, which may be your strength. So you might be squatting it that way because you're strong So there. for someone that is squatting
1: low bar a lot of the time, most likely they're gonna be strong in that position because of low bar.
0: Yeah, because they've done it a lot. Right? Whereas someone in high bar will be the opposite more unlikely. Yeah. Um, if you have like a weakness in your glutes for example, you might see the knees caving in. So if you have weak glute medius, your knees may cave in, your adductors might help with that hip extension um, and with weak glute maximus as well, that can cause breakdown in the position. Yeah.
1: Um, with sort of like hamstrings, often you'll see people actually driving onto their toes to so actually incorporate their quads a lot more, a thing that happens with high bar quite a lot again, due to their position and what muscles are used during that sort of position of
0: the bar on your back. Yeah, so I think that happens with both the glutes and the hamstrings, so anything where the muscles that are extending the hips are yep. weaker, you might be shifting forwards to recruit quads, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we've discussed weaknesses, um, and obviously that's kind of going with strengths as well, oh, yeah, you know, definitely. if your weakness is quads, then your strength would be the opposite Potentially, Hopefully. Right? Hopefully. Yeah. The other way, you're you're not just weak, weak everywhere. Yeah, then you just need to just squat more, right? And that brings us on to the fact that you need to have a good frequency and you have to be specific, right? So firstly, I want to say if it's not broken, don't fix it. If you're squatting that's, once per week, but you're getting stronger And the technique's not breaking down, then that's that's broken. my favorite thing. So I'll say don't fix what's already working because
1: otherwise, what's the point really? Yeah, what's the point? If, if it's working for you. If you're squatting once a week and it's working, why the hell are you going to squat more? Because you might as well just see where this takes you until you plateau. Yeah, and then. so then when you plateau, then you need to think, oh, maybe I should squat more frequently. Maybe I should increase my frequency, blah, 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 blah. Um, such as squatting two or three times a week. A lot of powerlifters tend to squat with two or three times a week just so that they can get more frequency with it and actually honing their technique a lot better. And they can often train with higher intensity per workout rather than doing, say, 10 sets of 10. Of course, this isn't powerlifting ranges. But say 10 sets of 10, compared once a week, compared to, say, three sets of 10, three sets of 10, and four sets of 10, three times a week. That way, they're getting the same volume overall, but they're getting it more frequently. Yeah,
0: and that's going to allow you to use more weight on each specific day, which means you get like, you're more frequent at training with heavier loads. Yeah. Right? Now, you want to think about being specific. That's another thing that we mentioned. You want to be specific. If you want to get better at your squat, do more squatting. It sounds pretty obvious, Don't right? do more leg extensions. Yeah, so leg press, leg extension. Let's say you can leg press 500, but you can't squat 100. If you want to build a big squat stop using the leg press Start using the squats right (laughs) definitely you need to practice what you want to improve you need to think about your programming and to actually be smart about it yeah so if you're training let's say three times a week you're going to want to do three heavy squats you want to have some kind of variation yeah you won't recover from that at all Um,
1: let's say for example you're squatting twice a week one day you may be squatting heavy just normal sort of standard squats and then the other day you'll be working on pauses
0: to help build that weakness in the bottom hole, like we previously said. So that's gonna help with that. I mean, another alternative is, let's say you have one heavy day, you might have a tempo day, so where you're controlling the eccentric as well. So like, let's say a three second eccentric, might even have that pause in there as well, and then build it back up. This is gonna allow you to use lighter loads, but still be able to work hard. And also it might be actually helping the technique and yeah, so positioning so as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. A reminder, these are variations of the lift, not different movements. You will still be squatting with a bar on your back.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're still doing a barbell squat, yeah. right? You want to make sure that you're progressively overloading, which is where you're increasing weight or volume week by week. You want to learn more about progressive overload then check out one of the earlier episodes
1: where we actually gone through it in a lot more detail than what we are currently right now yeah so if you want to learn more about that just go check that one out um, one thing I want to say make sure you're actually tracking your workout so that you know you're actually
0: progressing yeah it's so important and if you're not progressing that's where you would want to make some changes whether it be changing your frequency mm-hmm. or maybe let's say you're weak in one position you need to start doing some pauses yeah exactly just something
1: nice and simple to sort of change it up moving on here are a few cues that we think will help you with your squat
0: yeah like if it's breaking down these are things that may help you if you're thinking about them to improve your movement so one of the
1: perfect cues that i personally use with a few of my clients is chest up it's quite a simple sort of cue just to sort of focus on not dropping your chest at the bottom of the lift for example one of my clients the other day dropped his chest while attempting a heavy squat and he failed it completely and pretty much couldn't make out the hole and then he i made him take it again focusing on that cue and he smashed it straight through yeah
0: so like just one cue like that can change your position and allow you to be a lot stronger in the squat Um, another cue that i like is back into the bar so where you're seeing people with their hips shooting back a lot um, i like to tell my clients think about pushing back into the bar not just going up Right, And then this will allow them to kind of push backwards and maintain a better position, keeping the hips forwards and under the bar. They
1: both actually do very similar things. It's just a different way of explaining it to the actual client. Yeah, That's exactly. That's the best way. Uh, another cue that I like is expand. Trying to make that bottom position as wide as possible so that you have a great foundation to drive through from. Make sure that your stability is nice and high in the hole as well. Yeah, so you're keeping
0: your stable. I was going to ask, do you want to expand on that? <laughs> Um, One more cue that I kind of like is the idea of screwing the floor. So trying to kind of externally rotate into the floor, right? This is going to kind of activate the glute medius and all of your stabilizing muscles. So when you come down into the squat, you're a lot more stable and you're you're able to then shoot back out. Alternatively, you can think spread the floor. And again, this is going to get the same thing out of it. Again, like I previously said, exactly the same thing with
1: both our cues that we've just explained. It's just a different way of explaining it to the client, and
0: someone might take
1: it better either way.
0: Yeah, so it's whatever works for you. So if one cue works and it makes you squat in a better way, use it, right? And that's where with my clients, I'll test different cues. So I might say spread the floor, and then knees are still coming in. Yeah, I might say screw the floor, boom, knees it are lined up. Might instantly just completely exactly. change so, in their head. Yeah, so use the one that actually works for them, right? Cool, so that's all we have for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode and you were able to take something out of it. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. See you later. See you later.